0: Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produced the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports, and this is Ben
1: and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson. I am your co-host. Today, we're going to cover the top 15 wide receiver rooms in the NFL as ranked by Pro Football Focus. Before we go any further, let me get this out of the way. I do not 100% agree with the rankings. Okay. hopefully, if you are a fan of one of these teams that's mentioned, you will make a comment as to whether or not you think that where they are ranked by pro football focus is a proper ranking for them and how you feel about it. I will make some comments that will let you know that I agree or don't agree. Um, But for the most part, we're going to try to give you some information that on players that, you know, but may not know about statistically. Um, And uh, may give a few opinions that might have something to do with fantasy. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Fantasy, man, it's all happening. Um, I posted this morning on our page, I believe, August 31st. Teams have to be down to the 53-man roster. So there's going to be a lot of things popping between now and then. Um, I just want to mention a couple things real quick. You know, we are both fans, for example, of Good Morning Football. Am I correct? That is correct. And this is Nate Burleson's last week with the show as he moves on to CBS. We literally posted this article on our Ben and Barry uh, Facebook page. So I just want to do a shout out to Nate. Good luck. You know, I learned a lot listening to him. Uh, Watched the show this morning. Truly, truly enjoyed the show um their whole uh reach back on all the different nate moments and things was absolutely amazing i think the one thing that i picked out of all of us was when they were doing highlights his highlights and he had one particular highlight where he took the ball and he's going in for the score and randy moss is blocking big time <laughs> all right. i'm telling you i can't remember ever seeing Randy Moss. Neither Locked get him. out. <laughs> so it was worth it right there for me. Just there. If I get a chance, I want to try to share that particular shot because Randy Moss was blocking man, you know. So that's part of the fun of football. We we love that kind of stuff, man. Um, so much, so much going on uh in, in the world. Also, I want to mention we did a promotion uh that's we'll be showing. Uh, very soon, many of many, there uh, we go. Many of the people who are listening uh, will be listening to us on the radio, on our online radio performance at wjrl953.com. Every well, it's now going to be, but it's this will be the last Friday from six to seven thirty. Okay. Then we will be moving to Saturday mornings at 10. Saturday morning, yes, yes, yes. So we'll be sort of preceding or or coming uh, up when college football is starting to kick off on a Saturday, big college football. You are the college football guy on the show. I always give you that. Um, I try to learn as much as possible. We'll have to get your brother (laughs) on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm big time college. Because he is about college, and we, I know he's going to come uh, with a lot of good information. But we we basically are NFL-focused. So, you know, that morning show is going to help people sort of get juice for the weekend of pro football. You'll have all of your um, fantasy tidbits. I'll have some Madden stuff, but, you know, we play Madden 24-7. <laughs> so that, that's uh, not so much of an issue. All right. Anything else from you before we get ready to kick off this list? Um, no, not really. I'm, I'm ready to rock. You ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock and roll. All right. So, again, this is the top 15 wide receiver rooms as ranked by Pro Football Focus.
1: That is correct. Let's rock. When one we're going to start out with is number... 15, we're going to work with number 15 and work our way all the way up to number one. And the number 15 wide receiver core is the Green Bay Packers. Now, I happen to know a good number of Green Bay Packer fans. So they might go, what number 15? Are you kidding me? And the first thing that's going to come to their minds probably when they say 15 is too low is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver according to Pro Football Focus. That's in the league. He's a superior route runner. He runs the entire route tree. Now, the rest of the core, I'm sorry, may not be very familiar with. I happen to like this guy, Alan Lazard. Uh, He's an Aaron Rodgers favorite, so that helps. He runs solid routes, and uh, he's 6'5". So not super speedy, but a good route runner and good size makes him a nice target for Mr. Rogers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had an up-and-down season last year. Uh, He did have some drop balls, but uh, proved to be a good deep threat. He can get behind the defense, very surprisingly, sometimes. Uh, Devin Funches is a reliable guy. I think he came over from... Carolina, but I believe I heard just this morning that he is out with a season ending injury. So that's a big deal. And they got a young man named Amari Rogers who has really good potential. Uh, he's a slot receiver, but uh, a little unproven at this point. Wow.
0: Wow. Um, on the contract side, uh, you've got a cap hit. Now I have, who was it? Funches, you said was. Uh... Yes, sir. It was injured. So I have him included in this cap hit. We'll have to see how that all works out. But it's a $24.9 million total cap, of which Devontae Adams is 16.7 million of that for this particular year. Now, when they brought Randall Cobb in, they actually gave him a little more of a contract than what I thought. They signed him to a three-year $27 million contract. His hit this month or this year rather is 2.6, just under 2.7 million. So they, they made some good investments, but like you said, the money follows the number one player, and that's Devontae Adams. So we'll be looking for that, uh, that connect
1: all season long. All right, who we got next? Up next, we have the Cleveland Browns at number 14. This may also be a surprise to some folks, but here's how it goes. Odell Beckham Jr. returns from injury to reclaim his wide receiver one status. Now, whether or not he'll produce as a wide receiver one, still a little bit up in the air because, you know, he's coming off a knee injury. Sometimes it takes guys a year or more to actually, you know, really get going again with an injury like that. Um, If he's truly healthy, we should know soon enough. uh, You know, I don't think he's played any uh, preseason games yet. Uh, I believe this is preseason week uh, number three, which would be the last one. Uh, so, you know, if he plays, then we'll get a chance to take a look at him. My dad, if he's going to take a lot of snaps, if he doesn't play, then they probably feel like he's healthy enough, and they just want to be precautionary and save him for week one of the regular season. Um, Jarvis Landry is still a classic possession slot receiver, and he's still very, very dependable. Rashard Higgins. Looks like the number three option after a career-best season in 2020. Uh, he started off his career a little shaky, but I was very proud of him because I happen to like Richard Higgins. I thought he played really well last season. And 2020 rounder Donovan Peoples-Jones showed big playability as a rookie, averaging 20.9 yards per catch. So although he didn't get a whole ton of targets, he made the best of them. Definitely a deep threat at 20.9. That's that's crazy number. That's crazy number. Most of the established deep threats, and you'll hear this number tossed around as we go through this list, are averaging um, to be considered a true deep threat. They're averaging somewhere between 15 and 18 yards per catch. So he averaged 20.9 yards per catch. That means wow. his bombs away when he's out there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Their
0: wide receiver room is a $41.5 million room. <laughs> so they're one of the higher paid rooms well, as far as the cap hit this year is concerned. Of course, Odell and Jarvis are the mainstays there. It's a little over $30 million between the two and everything else um, is uh, distributed. Is Austin Hooper, you, did you mention
1: him? Austin Hooper's a tight end. I'm trying to stay away from tight ends unless I consider them to be an X factor as I did with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, okay. I did include
0: him in this particular group for whatever reason, but uh, that's going to be an interesting wide receiver group. What do you think about their playoff potential?
1: The Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Oh, They're Super Bowl contenders in my eyes. Okay, okay. But the only thing that can, can hold them back is the fact that they're going to have to battle through probably the second toughest division in the nfl if if we both agree i think that the nfc west is most likely the toughest division i would say that the um the afc north is probably second toughest a lot of competition there pittsburgh baltimore even cincinnati up and coming it's it's gonna be rough but i believe that cleveland has the weapons OK, then. And as I'm looking, who's up next? Number 13 is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, some folks are going to go, whoa, wait a minute. How are the Bengals ranked ahead of the Cleveland Browns? Well, number one, they're only ranked one slide above. So, you know, a lot of people's opinions could say that one could be up, one could be down. But this group can be very productive if rookie Jamar Chase can make the transition to the NFL. And we all know after watching football for a number of years that although nowadays it's a little better than it was back, I don't know, eight, 10, 12 years ago. um, The transition to the NFL from a college wide receiver is not always really, really smooth. Um, Tradition says usually the second year in the league is when uh, young receivers really start to make their mark. So we'll see if Jamar Chase can do that. now. if he can get back his chemistry with his LSU teammate, Joe Burrow, who's the quarterback, that's going to help him out a lot. So we'll see what happens. I saw him look a little shaky in a preseason game. I didn't watch the whole game, but uh, he had a little alligator arms on a player, too. So I think I you know, saw that play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run, running across the middle is not the same in the NFL as it is in the SEC. And people praise the SEC, but the SEC is really famous – For offensive playmakers, not defensive playmakers, there are some really great standouts on SEC defenses, but not outstanding defenses as a whole. So I would say that would be the difference. Uh, The next guy is T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. I had T. Higgins on a couple fantasy teams. I think I just drafted T. I just did like three drafts in the last five days. So I'm pretty sure I have T Higgins on at least two of those teams. He had a dynamic rookie season, made the transition really easily. And he's a mismatched threat all over the field. Tyler Boyd has become very dependable and efficient in the slot. He's been around. He's actually the veteran of the group. Um, Like I said, extremely reliable, very dependable, catches the ball, short and intermediate routes, moves the sticks. That's a nice, that's a nice receiver core, man. If Jamar Chase can make the transition and really become a good playmaker um, that will allow uh, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd to run under single coverage. And they're going to be nice. That's going to be a nice group. All
0: right. All right. Well, Hey, about half of what uh, the Browns are spending this year for that particular group at about 20
1: million for the group. Tyler Boyd is uh, almost half of that right there. Yeah. Well, you know, Cleveland's got two big time veterans on that team where, you know, in, in Beckham and Landry. So they're going to demand more money, whereas Cincinnati's operating with a younger group. So. Hey, very efficient, very efficient. Yep. All right. Who's up next? Number 12 is my New York football Giants. Now, everybody knows the Giants have made a lot of moves in the offseason, uh, obviously trying to upgrade their receiver core. I think they did really well. Uh, they signed Kenny Galladay in free agency and got themselves an immediate veteran vertical threat and end zone target. The move frees up Darius Slayton now, who is also good on deep routes, but can be explosive all over the field. So Darius Slayton is a really good receiver, probably far better than most people know. With Galladay now being on the team, we're going to probably see Slayton at his best, at least I hope so. Uh, First-round rookie, Kadarius Toney. It's very dynamic with the ball in his hands, and he'll make an immediate impact in the slot. And then Sterling Shepard, if if Sterling Shepard is able to stay healthy enough, as he did last year, uh, he can post a solid season, and he'll compete with Tony for snaps in the slot. Nice group. Deep threats, chain movers, uh, guys that are good after the catch. It's a nice group. I hope they excel. Yeah, I know you do, Mr. Giants fan. No doubt about
0: it. Um, they're they're at a, just slightly under what the Bengals are at 19.3 million total for the group.
1: That's Sterling good thing.
0: this month or this year is uh, 9 million of that 19. So um, he's, you know, they'll be looking for him. Kenny that's Galladay a was thing. a great pickup. You know, yep, I, I just hope everybody stays healthy. That's all. Yeah, that's everybody's. That's everybody's hope here. All right. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> no doubt about it. Who's up next? up next number 11 getting close to that top 10 y'all number 11 just outside of the top 10 is the seattle seahawks arguably ranked too low by whoever (laughs) dk metcalf one of our favorites is a size and speed mismatch nightmare for all dbs in the nfl Tyler lockett has been consistently productive year after year working out of the slide. He can also be a vertical threat. So those two guys alone are arguably in the, in the top 10 top six duos. Okay. In the league, the number three option here looks like second rounder Dwayne Eskridge, who ran a four, three, eight 40 at his pro day and also brings quickness and good rap running to the mix. So Eskridge, can actually elevate this core that's already just outside of a top 10 core, according to pro football focus. I think they should be ranked a little bit higher. Uh, I'm not going to say whose slot they should be in because we're still going through the list, but Esquidge is going to be a big deal. If he can translate that speed and what he did in college to the Seahawks and become a true vertical threat for them, these guys are going to be extremely, extremely dangerous. Look at the size of Metcalf. Look at him. And, and and I'm looking at the size
0: compared to Lockett. And he can probably outrun Lockett, you think? Uh
1: yes. <laughs> okay. But Lockett's, Lockett's not quicker. Lockett's a fast guy. Locker's fast and but he's quicker. But Metcalf is just the, the size and speed combination is it's it's scary. And, and now you want to tell me that
0: uh, Mr. Eskridge ran a 4340? 438 at his pro day, yes. Oh, my goodness. Now this is my NFC West with my beloved 49ers here. So that's who we're going to have to deal with
1: yep.
0: uh, twice a year at least. So, uh, wow. And, and their cap hit this year is only $13.9 million. You know, you still got DK on the rookie contract. Matter of fact, Tyler Lockett is the biggest portion of that at $9.2 million. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, right. you know, that, that's an interesting uh, differential there. So, um, young receiver group, wow, man, okay, all these four threes and and,
1: (laughs) and such going on. All right, who's one step better than this group? All right, here we go, hitting the top ten. At number ten, we have the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. Again, (laughs) these teams can be moved one slide up, one slide down, depending on your opinion, but I'm going to give you the information that I have. Pro Football Focus says they're number 10. This receiving core is loaded with speed and playmaking ability. Let's start with Mr. Will Fuller. He was signed in free agency away from the Texans, and he's coming off a career year. Now, even though he was uh, suspended for PEDs and missed the last five games of 2020, he still recorded 53 catches on 76 targets for 879 yards, and eight TDs. That's a great year for some receivers in this league, okay? Or at least a very good year. And he missed the last five games. Um, Oh, yeah. Then they took Jalen Waddell in the draft with the sixth overall pick. Now, your sixth overall pick in the draft, there's a lot going to be expected of you. Um, He brings a similar skill set. Uh, that Fuller has, I'm talking about speed and playmaking ability, um, and he and he also reconnects with his college quarterback, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> like that? That smooth? <laughs> See how smooth that was? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. The number three option belongs to a big possession guy by the name of Devonte Parker. He's a vet. He's got great size, great route running ability. And, uh, oh, yeah, they also have some speed in the room with Jakeem Grant, Lynn Bowden, and both of those guys will be vying for snaps. But they'll all probably play just because they each have a little bit different skill set. Grant and Bowden don't get the number of snaps that the other guys get. Because they're so fast and they're so quick, they're going to be inserted here and there, you know, during games. They're all going to get good playing time. Okay, okay, okay.
0: 17.7, I'm sorry, $38.2 million wide receiver room there uh, in Miami. Will Fuller and Devontae uh, Parker take up 22 of that. So that that makes sense um, with that. So uh, Tua, and I'm leaving it at that, (laughs) has some receivers to throw to. He's got some weapons, man. So that's gonna be interesting. Almost a forty million dollar wide
1: receiver room there. All right, who's up next? Number nine, the Los Angeles Rams. Another team that some people are saying is a Super Bowl contender. Now, either go. Robert Woods or Cooper Cup is a superstar. But those are the names that look at the picture. Ha! <laughs> right on cue. Right on cue. <laughs> Neither one of them are considered a superstar as far as I'm concerned. Some people will argue with that. But they are both excellent route runners with exceptional hands who regularly make big plays and move the sticks. Now they got a guy named Van Jefferson. You might not have heard a lot about him. He had a nice season for a rookie last year and he should become a better deep threat with more usage. And speaking of deep threats, the Rams signed Deshaun d Jackson. He hasn't been healthy for the last two seasons, and he may be used situationally. And second-round rookie is a D-Jax clone. It might be Tristan Jackson. Okay. Okay. Some people are saying that um, they brought Deshaun in, like I said, to be a situational player and also to kind of mentor some of the younger guys that they're trying to bring up. Since he's been in the league for a while, he kind of knows the ins and outs. He knows how to be a pro.
0: You know, he had
1: some problems early on in his career, so he can tell them what to look out for, things like that. That would be taking a page from uh, some NBA teams, um, most notably the Miami Heat, who have a gentleman on their team that doesn't even play but suits up every week. (laughs) He's there just to mentor everybody and keep the locker room cool. So... That may be his role. I know a lot of Philadelphia fans still like Deshaun Jackson. But like I said, he's been battling injuries specifically all his career, actually. But specifically over the last two years, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. So I don't know how much they're going to get production out of him. All right. All right.
0: All right. There, Deshaun Jackson, one of your favorite take the top off. <laughs> Got oh, it. he said it. I hate that phrase. Uh, I know you. I know you do. That's why I had to say it. <laughs> but hey, look, Sean Jackson, out of a seventeen point seven million dollar wide receiver room, he got three of it. Robert Woods got five, and Cooper Cup got five. And I'm just throwing in general numbers. Actually, Robert Woods is five point eight, Cooper Cup is five. What's their total? 17.7 million. It's pretty low, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But again, these cap it. hits, so it depends on how they've structured things. You know, um, again, looking at these contracts, it, it's almost like people who have credit, you know, I have
1: the choice, I can pay now or I can pay later.
0: <laughs> so I'd say they did
1: pretty well with that, considering that, you know, uh Woods, Cup, and Jackson are all veteran players. So they did well with those contracts and probably put away some money that they can use on defense or up. Uh, for a running back because Cam Akers went down. So they well, just we'll got one. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, they brought Sonny Michelle in.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so at we, least they they, rec- they recognized they needed to, the, you know, they needed that upgrade and they took care of that. Yep. All absolutely. right. That takes care of that. All right, Benny. So
1: um, who's up next? Up next at number eight, your beloved San Francisco 49ers. No way. (laughs) Yes way. Now, I don't know if you're surprised or not that they're at number eight. I'm a little miffed that they're in the top ten and my Giants are just outside the top ten at number 12. But that's how pro football focus sees it. You know, I'm not going to say too much more about that. Uh, Here's the deal. The Niners wide receiver core is loaded with dangerous playmakers. But they got to stay healthy. That's what doomed them last year. They just couldn't keep everybody on the field. Uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are a nice, nice duo. They both excel on short and intermediate pass routes. And they're great yak guys. And when I talk about yak, we're talking about yards after catch. Both of them are extremely explosive once they get the ball in their hands. Now. When I was going over my notes and and looking up information about the Niners receivers, this name came up, and I was immediately intrigued. That name is Travis Benjamin. He is a speedster, and he's averaging 14.9 yards per catch. I believe that's a career stat. Now, some people may say, Travis Benjamin, ain't that the guy that came back And had a weight problem and was trying to make it as a tight end. No, that was Kelvin Benjamin. This is Travis Benjamin. Why do I not remember seeing Travis Benjamin play last year? He opted out last year because of COVID right after signing with the Niners. Okay. Previous to signing with the Niners, he played a couple of years with the Los Angeles Chargers. They might even been the San Diego Chargers when he first got there but he spent most of his career with the uh, Cleveland Browns who who drafted him way back in 2012. So let's remember, this guy was drafted in 2012. He is still considered a take-the-top-off type of guy. That's the kind of speed that this gentleman has. Why do we not know a whole lot about Travis Benjamin besides the fact that he's fast? And I'm going to just indulge me just a second. It's not going to take too long. Listen to some of the problems he's had, not necessarily making rosters, but getting playing time with people that he had to uh, 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 vie for playing time with. Uh, let's see. You might remember some of these names. Mohammed Massakoy, you ever hear him? Devon Bess, Josh Gordon. These are players who he constantly had to compete against to get on the field. That's why he's not a big name, but he's a name everybody knows. In 2014, he had a, a camp battle with Josh Gordon, Nate Burleson at the end of his career, Miles Austin, and Andrew Hawkins, who is now a commentator on NFL Network. All these guys are like similar type receivers to him. So he's constantly in battles for playing time. In 2015, remember Dwayne Bow? used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, Brian Hartline. Yes, these are guys he had to compete against in camp. So this guy has never had an easy run of things. He's just had like a, not a bumpy season, uh, not a bumpy career, but a career that's been downplayed because he's constantly going against guys who are sometimes a little better than him or sometimes considered a little better than him at least two or three times he's had to battle for playing time with Josh Gordon, who's obviously a great athlete, but who can never stay on the field because of drug problems. So that's the story behind Travis Benjamin. I love him got good hands and can still run extremely fast. And I remember talking to you about Kendrick Bourne last year. I liked Kendrick Bourne possession receiver but they let him go. Why? Because I think Mr. Shanahan heard you when you said, I love speed, I need speed. Hence, they got Travis Benjamin, and they stuck with a guy named Richie James, who had some good time last year, uh, filling in for Debo when he was hurt, and IU when he was hurt. So he proved his worth, and he averages, he averaged 18.1 yards per catch, even with limited usage last season. So he's proven to be a deep threat who can bring the ball in <laughs> my wide receiver
0: room is very interesting um and, you know again I, I i look at the uh madden ratings in terms of their features their capabilities and things of that nature um travis benjamin for example uh, has a speed rating of 91 um so he's not the fastest guy you know if you looked at DK Metcalf, he's probably 96, 97. But this is his 10th year. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I what you're saying. The, 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 the point that I'm making is that so is Debo, so is Ayuk. They're all around 91. Okay. We okay. don't have any super speed guys. The funny thing about Travis Benjamin on the – the game is that when I looked at his features, because I'm seeing his name, I'm like, okay, where can I put him at? He, his strength was like in the 30s, whereas the average strength for the other receivers are like 50 to 60. He's so a little guy. Without him that didn't, you know, that was questionable, if he had 95 speed, 98 speed, something like that, that'd be one thing. The fastest guy on the team is Monster, you know, Mostert, however you want to see his name, at about 94. So... Uh, we have a lot of guys who are relatively the same, you know, very good. I don't know if, you know, we have great receivers. Um, when I look at what we've paid, you know, relative to the cap hits, our receiver room is $8.9 million this year. That's it. And one of the lower cap hits uh, in, in the uh, entire NFL with uh, Debo and IU making, you know, uh, Ayuk just under three mil and, and Debo just over two. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, but these are the people that fit Shanahan's concept. You know, I always right. remember him with the Falcons breaking that record for most receivers who scored a touchdown, I do believe. Right. Had, it was like 15 or some, you know, way outnumbered because he was really spreading the ball around. And that's another reason why I, I still kind of lean toward Garoppolo for quarterback because it's about running that offense more than about being a super quarterback. Right. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the differential between him and Trey Lance a little bit later uh, when we, when we go to our page, but okay. My beloved 49ers. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Who's up next?
1: Number seven. The Denver Broncos, I tell you this, I love this group. I don't know if seven does them justice. I'm not going to say where I think they should be. I'm just going to say I'm not sure seven does them justice. This group is young and loaded with potential. And I say potential because they have kind of had some spotty quarterback play there that may have, you know, maybe – not help them reach the potential. But that's not the only thing. Courtland Sutton was hampered by injury last season, but he averaged 15.4 yards per catch in 2019. So again, the potential is there. He comes back healthy this year. They're expecting him to do really well. Last year's first rounder, Jerry Judy is a real slick route running playmaker. Uh, he caught 52 balls on 110 targets for 856 yards. That is not bad at all for a rookie season, but he had trouble with drop passes. Mm. That's not necessarily on the quarterback. K.J. Hamler, out of Penn State, had trouble with drops also, but he's a dynamic playmaker with speed and quickness, and he can win on short and deep routes. I like K.J. Hamler. K.J. Hamler's a little on the smaller side, kind of like Travis Benjamin. Okay, but he's young. He's got really good speed. Um, Tim Patrick is probably the most efficient of the group. He he caught 51 balls on 71 targets, 74 targets for 742 yards and six touchdowns. And he had no drop passes. So, you know, if, if they can get some steady quarterback play and they can spend some time in front of that jugs gun, getting them hands together. This group could be wildly effective, and it comes right on time with the fact that Melvin Gordon, as running back, knows he's going to have his hands full keeping the starting job with Javante Williams coming in behind him. So their running game could get a little bit better too. Broncos is going to be scary. Broncos is going to be really scary. They got a highly ranked defense, and then we did secondaries a few weeks ago. Highly ranked secondary. Uh, oh man, watch out for Denver. Denver just named their starting quarterback. Yes, and I commend them for doing so, as opposed to some other teams who will remain nameless who still can't seem to figure theirs out. Interestingly, um,
0: this morning they showed some highlights of the uh, Panthers game against the Chiefs. Okay. With Bridgewater at quarterback. Yep. Battle. Bridgewater battled the quarterbacks. I think they lost by three. It was like a 33-30. Um I remember that game. game. Did McCaffrey yeah, play in that game? Huh? I don't think McCaffrey played in that game, did he? I'm not sure if, uh, because it was all about Bridgewater when they were showing the highlights of what was. Okay, okay,
1: okay. But
0: uh, long story short, they gave the Chiefs a handful. With Bridgewater and Bridgewater, I see ran one touchdown in, (laughs) you know what I mean? So he was doing a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of questions about him relative to how high his ceiling is, I think.
1: Um, He's one of them guys that has to really fit. You know, he was a good fit with New Orleans, but he didn't seem to be such a great fit with Carolina. And now it looks like he may be a good fit here with Denver. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. They have a twelve point nine million
0: dollar cap in on the receiver room this year. So not bad at all. Not not bad. They're but, all young. Yeah, good distribution. Everybody's in that two to three million, maybe just under a million range. So nobody's getting an outstanding, you know, contract or anything like that. So this looks like a room that they can grow with, um, and, and get better with as as they go along. And their defense. We already talked about that defense, right? I think
1: they were very
0: highly rated
1: yes and yes remember okay yeah denver's going to be a handful in the afc west uh which includes the chiefs i can't wait to see that denver chiefs game i can't wait, <laughs> wait. that's going to be very interesting <laughs>
0: denver chiefs all right let's see let's see all right my
1: favorite quarterback i think is coming up next <laughs> you got to <laughs> love this as much as we talk about Kirk Cousins, <laughs> his receiving core is ranked number six. Oh, my goodness. Number six. Oh, shucks. But there's a reason why. <laughs> so, before we get started, there's a big reason right there on your screen. Before we even get started, the transfer, the, I'm sorry, the transition, from college wide receiver to NFL, which we just spoke about a little while ago, can most times be difficult. Number, I'm sorry, 2021 first rounder, 2020 first rounder, I'm all over the place here. Justin Jefferson made the transition very smoothly and he also made this trans, a smooth transition from college slot receiver almost full time to an NFL wide receiver, okay, playing outside instead of in the slot, almost exclusively. He had 88 – this is a rookie season now, 88 receptions, 121 targets, 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns. When they lost Diggs and they drafted Jefferson in the first round, some people were a little worried. This guy came in and hit the ground running. Nobody talks about Diggs in Minnesota anymore. Nobody talks about Diggs. <laughs> yeah, they, they just they forgot all about him. <laughs> now, here's the other half of a very dynamic duo, Adam Thielen, who I've seen people on Facebook try to trash Adam Thielen. He's as steady and dependable as they come. He's rated as a top receiver. Three of the last four years. That's for ranking. He's been in the top 11, three of his last four seasons, Last season, he caught 74 balls, 100 targets for 925, just under a thousand. But he had a whopping 14 touchdowns. 14 touchdowns. That's after him. You cannot talk bad. I have feeling around me. Stop doing it. Wait, did they make these have another receiving, another deduction task? Yes. First quarter, <laughs> back in the day. all he does is score touchdowns. That is correct. Now wow. I got another one. Yeah. Wow. So these two are arguably two, uh, the top duo in the I say arguably. Number yeah, I was kind of up in the air between BB, OBC Johnson, and a fifth rounder, Amir Smith, set. So I don't know who's gonna come out of that mix. I think Chabby's probably been around the longest. Um, so I'd say he'd probably be the front runner than the number guy. But um that duo of uh, Justin Thielen, so just the rest of the club number six. Six, so, uh,
0: I was talking about the Niners and how much or how little they had as a cap pitch here. The Vikings are 7.9 million. Wow. <laughs> Represent, um it's 2.9 million, and it's 2.5. So, so it was under
1: well, this you said this is maybe the last year of his contract? I think it's maybe a contract year for him. If it's the season like again last season, he's off a lot He's not making a lot of money. Fantasy a seller. A wide receiver that scored 14 touchdowns last season, which is the biggest you can get in fantasy stats. Six points, okay? And mixed matches, all right? This guy's dead last season could be on a contract year this season. I can't double cover because he's has got Jefferson Crossfield from it. Grab that. Grab yeah, it. yeah, yeah. As long as Kirk Cousins.
0: uh... Well, listen... <laughs> <laughs> No, he doesn't mess it up. Get a little Kurt. Just fun of it. That's my buddy. I'm not even Kurt. Okay, leave him alone. Nickerson. We're in the top. Five. We're in the top five. In the oh, five. I don't have. a that's a noise maker or something. <laughs> top five. You definitely have to make this a specific segment. You got your top five wide receiver rooms in the NFL. That's
1: tough with defensive learning. Am I not? Yeah, pretty much. You want to hear the names of guys who should be selected in the top three or four rounds of every fantasy draft? Uh, Number five might be a little controversial for some folks. I don't know, but here we go. At number five, we have Tennessee Titans. Oh, shut Now, (laughs) coming into only his third season, AJ Brown is a dominant running entire rally. A.J. Brown is a beast in the DK Metcalf mold. Okay. He's able to beat, he's averaging 17.1 yards per catch. He displayed a lot of explosiveness in yard 70 balls on 101 targets for 1,075 touchdowns. It's pro-bowl pro material, almost all pro-material. This guy is a beast. And he didn't run such a offense. He's a teammate of Gary Henry. Yeah, the okay. so king. Going the ball around is not your forte. take. So that means you got to be pretty efficient. Numbers like that That's pretty nice, okay? Good yards and 11 touchdowns. Some of those 11 touchdowns are some really exciting uh, uh, videos you want to watch because they came with you after the cat They weren't bouncing in the end zone. He got people over, okay? So, yeah, he's 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 lot to take up. He's slaving Yeah, he's, he's and Corey Davis, part of this is why this is controversial way, take into consideration what he did the year before. So, they lost Corey Davis, who had a career year last year. But they replaced him with primal pro-poller Julio Jones. Again, like A.J. Brown. Still has size, speed, ball skills, can make any defensive back pay. He's still a nightmare. Now, he's had issues with injuries over the last couple of seasons, but the skills are all still there. So that duo alone, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, is why we're supposed to the court. And I'm I personally don't think that's enough. You think they just, be high? No. I think I'm saying that's not that high. Oh, no, I okay, what I'm, I'm taking <laughs> the that the third guy, I didn't even have the race thing that you mentioned when you talk about salary cameras. Um but uh, and also, who's had a little with so I don't know, yeah. We'll shake you now. Eh. That. <laughs> that is funny that you're shaking that.
0: Um, they have, a, they have a room now. I'm missing the guys that again, the last names real quick, Kevin, as in Chester Robinson, like Josh Reynolds. You know, those are the other four, but you have Coolio and AJ, they a total cap hit on that room of 21.2 million. Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So AJ is going to have a contract come up soon if this is not he's still on his contract. Uh, when you meet those guys, I say uh, Josh Reynolds will probably. Be um the guy that becomes the number three option there. He's been around a little bit more than some of the other guys, and he was playing with the Rams on the free agency. A little quiet transaction there, but jobs not bad. Hey, for all the stats that you gave him AJ Brown, this cap is 1.5 mil no for 20,
0: So, every uh, guy's going to win a man.
1: Oh, he, he <laughs> <said>. <laughs> a doubt. no doubt
0: about it. And, uh, and the time we're talking about AJ Brown and his stats, I'm thinking, man, I don't think he's giving Ryan Tannehill
1: that much transfer to that receiver with those type of stats. Yeah, again, when he wear most of the night standoff there, but when they have thrown the ball, tend to get it done, man. I, you know, when he was Miami, we lost somebody. I was like, oh, this guy's boss. He came highly rated. I don't think he's getting in the NFL. And he just hit it to like, the Titans, and he resurrected his career as far as I'm sorry. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, you
0: know, wow. Um, and he just officially flashy. flashy right. Right. So I up not know three quarterbacks. They only don't, really don't mention his name. Right. You know, um, I don't know what the rankings are. We need to go back and take a look see then you know, um, Yeah, you know, yeah, right is running that offense That's kind of like what I was saying, Carroppo Some guy can run the offense, that's yeah. really what you want That's one of the things that I think is going to make The uh, quarterback race in New England interesting Ah, <laughs> all,
1: right. All, right. All, right. all right All right, all right, all right We dig in there, folks We are down in there This is up next Number four, the Buffalo Bills Ooh. I love talking about the Bills Uh right. so much I love talking about my diet I love Buffalo Bills and Now, here's what's interesting about the Bills They'll have used 4 by receivers quite a bit, especially last season. I think they used them maybe more than any other team besides just one. Stephon Diggs is a route-running stuff If you ever just go on YouTube and bring up Stephon Diggs It's it's wicked. I'll put him right up the vineyards and maybe one or two other guys. As far as quick feet, getting in and out of breaks on all types of routes. Okay? So that's always fun to do if you nothing to do. and watch somebody run routes, Stephon Diggs goes going um, Last season, produced 127 receptions. This is the first or second league I forget. 127 receptions on 162 targets. You see I like throw the ball into this guy? Sheesh. 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns. He's a Five, true wide receiver one. Here's a guy that sometimes people forget about. Cole Beasley. He is one of the top slot receivers actually in the league. A 967 yards last year, catching 82 balls on one target. Cole Beasley is very busy and very tough to cover. As a side, underneath intermediate outs, He's the man. Now, he up a man since he didn't have a season last year. So he's a, great, but he's still a good rep Pretty much, has been able to be a receiver and get that job done. And he also gave his suit last year to be a threat. He has 17.5 yards per catch. I said an 8 to 15 and 18 is really, good. He has 17.5 yards per catch last season. And he scored seven touchdowns. And that's minimal use. He didn't get a whole lot of targets. So, number four, Buffalo Bills. Very dangerous group. And a lot of death. A lot of guys that can hurt you. <sighs> I didn't want my Niners to trade, though, Sands. Yeah, I saw
0: each stage, you know, we had them, and and I like, um, good distribution. 21.3 million, uh, Stefan being Point B. Cole, 7.3 million, and Mandel 4.6 of that. So 617, that's about 18 of that one is right there, those three flags. So that's their power group, you know, that's their power group, and that's number what, four? It'll faint? Yes. All right, with uh, 21.3 million, uh, captive group. That's your, your boys, they're Buffalo Bills. All right, Buffalo Bills are number four. That means we're in the top three. Uh oh, there's nothing to be in the top five. Another thing to be hyper, <laughs> all right.
1: Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Number three, pro focus says is Kansas City Chiefs. So, right now, I'm gonna stop and say number three is two African Chiefs. Okay, I've been this about any other things. I said maybe I don't, this guy, I guy, being higher lower. I'm gonna tell you right now, number three is two that go high for the Kansas City Chiefs. I
0: understand what you're saying. You're saying there should be some number four and beyond, not two and beyond not going to join that no the way. Number three is too high. Number three is too high.
1: Wow. They should be lower. I don't, I'm not sure how it should be, but if you get a message, which I'm not going to take right now, I can tell you exactly, if I go back and look at the top 10, I will put them might outside the top 10. It's my thing.
0: Okay, is that be outside the impact of Tyree Hill? This way I see it.
1: First of all, I'm saying it's too high, because just like the NFL we talked about last week with Kyle Pitts, being such impact on the receiving core as a whole. I'm really trying to keep this at wide receivers. Chiefs X-Factor is the number one tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey. He is not a wide receiver, although he can play like a wide receiver. But because he's actually truly a tight end, I'm going to call him X-Factor when running this week. <sighs> he's a major receiving threat. He can line up in line, he can that up slack, out wide, I'll give him all that. But because he's not a true wide receiver, I've got to put a little asterisk beside this group. That being said, Tyree Hill is a nightmare. He's not there for zone defense. He can't man, He cannot be covered. Man, Since 2017, he had over 700 yards more on deep passes than any other wide receiver in the NFL. 700 yards more on total deep passes. And I think NFL considered deep pass 20 more. Okay. 700 yards more than anybody else in the entire league. That's easy. he had 87 catches, on 131 targets, with 276 yards, Old ton of us An incredible 15 touchdowns. Not only can he not cover it, not only does he slice his own defense up, find holes in his own defenses regularly, but when he the ball and starts to run, DBs Tank start breaking all over <laughs> yeah, the place. He's crazy. Crack. They're crazy. So again, I understand over all folks can be enamored with this route, but they're, I'm sure that they're included in here, and I don't quite think they are. So that's the only reason why I said what I said. Meanwhile, Tyreek Hill is just a mess. Here's the thing though. The rest of the room is filled speed and playability, but not out of production. So again, using Travis Kelsey's function, and then using the other rest of the room's potential. All these guys have flashes of being big but don't have the production proof they truly are talking about. Nicole Harden, Darius Robinson, and Byron Pringle. They all played in this ball last season. I believe they all played in this ball at the twenty-four. 20 4. I believe everybody knows their names. And it's make it catch. None of them is really like even a, a true wide receiver to go to type of guy. You know? So, football for focuses focus, is number three. I go with it. I don't agree. Uh, maybe Hardman and Robinson will change my mind after this season. We'll see. Taylor is gone now. So, they've got to step up and become the true number two behind Tyree. So, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, if you said to the average person, I am for no power in Marcus Campbell. Yeah, yeah. That's what I am saying. That total less than to $22 million for twenty-one is fifteen point eight of that. Hey, well, sir. But the but, right yeah, guys have proven that they Oh, they're there. You know, that's, that, that must be out of balance to me. Yeah, know? they're so, paying potential too. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants another, another number two that is competitive. So right. if Bo Hartman can be that guy, he will get a great value for $1.3 million on the cap of 21. I mean, go. We'll see. But that's number three. Which is the next
1: one, the number two. Now, just like I, said, what I just said about Kansas Chiefs, I'm going to say the opposite about number two and number one. In my eyes, it would be very, very difficult. Let's just talk about number three. In my eyes, very, very difficult to rank another team besides the number team you want to get to over this number two team. It's possible that we can argue, but have a real time winning that argument. Number two, we have the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll talk about, just like we were talking about the Chiefs, I had a total, really great from The Dallas, and that's a perfect picture. Dallas Cowboys have argued the best receiving trio in the league, not to mention the entire core. The problem with the Cowboys last year was that they were handed by Spide quarterback play after that death press went down. All three of their guys were able to separate and creating as the the guys And they're really, really, extremely good rappers. Here we go, Amari Cooper, 92 catches on the 20 targets, 1,174 yards, five touchdowns. C.O.A. on his rookie year, 74 catches, 109 targets, 935 yards, five touchdowns. of a veteran, right, number three option, if not catches, 98 targets. 843 yards, five touchdowns. <laughs> all right, touchdowns. And if I look at this picture carefully, I see a guy there named Wilson and a guy there named Brown. I'm going to say both of those guys are speedsters. So you got a top three or a, a trail of receivers who can all be coverage, all reliable hands, all after the catch. And if he's just you to take that top off, <laughs> that's one hell of a wide receiver. Man. Well, similar to the
0: uh, Chiefs that we just talked about, uh, the Cowboys. Out of the $31.6 million cap hit for 2021. So they put some money out. They got money going the for their receivers. A Mark Cooper's portion that is for million. He's been around, he's yeah. So he's really taking an the lion's share of that 31. I mean, a Mark Cooper's cap hit is larger than the Chiefs' total cap hit. <laughs> Which is mine. So yeah. uh, I wonder who kept out of this for the Cowboys. That's- we got to find that out. It was not Jerry Jones. He does everything. <laughs> he's- no,
1: actually, I think it's something. Uh, he, he is, even is. Trump, I believe he does been Yeah. Is, that was hard knock that I <laughs> We talked about outrunners. Cooper out, When he's not nicked up. His PR it's hard, hard, hard talking about this. He's not a guy you want to go to oh, run with. And he's like, we've been eating on hard knots about it. he about this kind of right, against this kind of coverage. So, yeah, we still got these, gu- these guys. It's quite a group, quite a group. Well,
0: we should see if that
1: is back it's in my life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben, yeah. Ben,
0: ben, other than that, it was uh, ben, Benucci. Benucci, Benucci. Benucci. $31.6 million group there. All right. <laughs> we number three. We did number two. That only leads one out. That's please, not-
1: please, folks out here, please leave comments. Hit us up. Argue with me, please. Because I want to have conversation. In my mind, as well as Ropeful Punkers, there's no doubt that the no one ranked team, if you haven't figured it out by now, is that I'm by the Imperial Buccaneers. There is no argument in my eyes that this is the best toll wide receiver for in the league. Man, it's crazy. Even though we had a literary last season, make up 2,006 yards and 13 touchdowns. And he's in and out of the line. With all kind of back, I remember playing I hit him on the sideline. I thought he was, I was like, oh, he's done. And he came back yards, touchdowns, 70 balls, 100 targets Chris Godwin, also battled injuries, in and out of the line, still put up 840 yards, 7 touchdowns, 65 catches on 83 targets. These are reliable guys that were never on the field, healthy or not. They produced, produced, produced. Here's a crazy one, Antonio Brown, who didn't see the field until week nine, it was played 62 times. Wait, wait, let me go back. Chris Godwin, who played almost the offensive miss, made one or two games. 83 targets. Antonio Brown, which talk to week nine, to the NBA, and was targeted 62 times, and got 45 of them. The Yankees get 430 yards, 483 yards, four touchdowns. Overseason, and you're going to to me, that's probably 90 catches and over twenty yards, and we wouldn't talk about touchdowns if you have the full season with Tom Brady. That's, that's crazy. And then, on top of that, they see Scottie Mellon, one of the fastest receivers, believe it or not, in the league. Especially back coming out slot. So now, huh? back exactly. Because he came in there right before halftime. He runs go out on one of your best DBs and torches them. And you know scorch downs, right? has killers. Like, so, you got the DBs <laughs> looking at each other like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? It's crazy. <laughs> Miller and I got a young boy. Well, I'm not going to tell you about how I didn't look at his numbers for last because usage was a little bit low. But well, I remember his name, and I remember seeing him make making plays that made me feel he's going to be a player to watch. If he have a bond in fantasy for receiver, and of course, that won't get pennies. Nobody's a bond in the season. But the season goes on, you lose a receiver, you got a bye week. Look at that entire time. I was just nice. Player. this is the best wide receiver in the league. bucket they bucketed number one. They had. No, no, wow,
0: wow. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Collins are 31 to 32 million of the $38 million total cap for this year. And you know, talking about Antonio Brown, you know, you got to remember, that's Tom Brady's buddy. <laughs> right. You know, he knows. If anybody else is doing it, I know that this guy, this guy probably get free. We'll catch the ball. You know what I mean? And he is a former all-pro all-time. No, there will never a question about Antonio Brown's really, ability as, as a football player. Right. And Tom Brady was getting get on straight and narrow, you know, acting like a normal person. <laughs> so much. Dealers and the joiners and, you know, so, and going to Patriots, you know. So, you know, papers, you know, so um, good to see this career was resurrected. 38.2. Almost eight point three million. I get paid, and we might be capologist for uh, the NBA Buccaneers, and we like the whole management. Team, so, right. congratulations, Ben. And again, you're in agreement. Yes, I am in, in agreement in with football. That he's at the best. last he in the end No, no doubt. doubt, man. I have the first guy when That's a Browns That's four deep right there. Yep. that's four deep that you pretty much depend on. So yeah, no, I'm with it. That, that's pretty good. All right, well, Ben and Ben are on football with the top three, the top five the top ten, the top half of the YRC rooms yeah, based on football, Bobby Brady number one <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's sure it doesn't hurt to have a Tom Brady filling put a ball in your hands. It's a perfect marriage. You got guys that are great
1: outrunners with extremely reliable hands. And a couple of them with real good explosion, like Don Scotty Miller, and a pinpoint answer in Tom Brady. You can throw any route. But yeah, I don't care guy is in your job on the sideline. Brady will put it where nobody can get butt Evans or guy. If comes Across the middle of the space through, he will get in the numbers. It, it, it's, it's a perfect match. It really is. Well, I'm sure they're they fit. Are they for two to win? Two again, correct base. I up on. there, up there, can see up there, uh, Cleveland's up there. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have to do that We'll, we'll take a look at this, and I'll come with my own. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, it's going to be an
0: interesting season, very interesting season. All right, that maps up the receiver rooms for the NFL 32, then presented by Ben Barry. Let me get mentioned. This is Ben Barry on thought. You can find us at football.com as well as social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and podcasts at Apple, Spotify, and Anchor Podcast. And after this weekend, which we will be on Friday evening from 6 to 7 to 3, at wjrl53.com. That's online radio. But after this weekend, it will be on Saturday mornings at 10 at the same online radio location. All right, all right, all right. That was great. That was great. All right, Benny, as usual, as we begin to uh, wrap up the show, we're going to look forward look at our social media page Facebook and talk about some of the issues that come up over the last week. Uh, we get to choose you know, what we talk about. And that, that's right now. The first one is more of interest to Giants fans um, because there was just a conversation about one Mr. Saquon barking. And the Giants fans, you guys had to deal with the decision when they had time to make that, that choice relative to a you know, quarterback. And they chose Saquon um, and gave Eli one last year. So we began to call Saquon the Gifts. Because that's what they buy that additional contract year and additionally received, he had, had, had just left. So that's why we call him again. As you look back now, think about the other quarterbacks that were picking up the the Giant fans. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't regret taking Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barley could be uh, an excellent run back for years to come. Obviously, you know he's, he's had a knee injury, but so have a lot of other guys, and they've just had really nice productive careers. Um i number I remember me, of the Giants have made it a mistake by taking Saquon so high in the draft. In fact, people believe that he was outside and it was time to take a quarterback at the time. The Giants chose not to do that. And with Saquon, they felt like they could get a good quarterback or a new franchise quarterback. at later on, he ended up in Jones. Uh, if he got a franchise quarterback, not so many. But I have no regrets as a fan for them taking Saquon. Now, these questions that persist even to today, where are they coming from? Because it they're coming to me, I could care less because that's just all. You know, I mean, it sounds like people fans going have, about John Watson and Dustin Jefferson, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I have no problem about Mark at all. None at all. Man. He's a top running back in my book, as fantasy circles are concerned, and there's a ton of fantasy circle experts out there in the media. Secondly he is a first-round fantasy rep, and every single athlete you look at L.com, ESPN, CBS, Yahoo, you look at the list, he's in the top six players overall, not just running backs, overall. So that's the like they all agree with me. Let's <laughs> talk about how we should go back and take take it. That's, that's me to talk. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. My opinion. My opinion. Okay, that's why we're here because, you know, we have to give those opinions. Now, it's real am I shared on our page this gentleman from the Steelers who is receiving a couple touchdown asses from this Roethlisberger.
1: Oh, is this a fake kid? Yeah. I'm going to give you a chance to yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Is Framus? i like, Yeah, I'm going to ask the his name because I like to get guys' name correct. Um, kid <laughs> looks like he's going to be a problem. Not only for defenses, but for Ricky Ebron. Like, everybody better watch out. He, right now, it's probably the top of the jab chart as far as for the, end of the But this kid, he's tall, he can run, he's got reliable hands. In fact, he quoted his name, told at Penn State he never dropped a pass in the red zone, ever. Now, that's a little something to stand on. Very young fellow coming the league. I like it.
0: And the other end of that pass, Mr. Roethlisberger, no break. <laughs> yeah, we're well, saying he's in the league really He was having uh, the ball officially. Boom, 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 I'm done. Send the next, those other two guys, send the guys in. Because I'm like, right. he came in
1: and scored two like that. <laughs> right, and you know, that's what you want in the person if you start your, 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 uh, for that. You want to start the line lot of it, protect him, and have him show right on that, why he's number one, I don't need no more snaps. And he came in with that, and he's three years removed from his elbow injury. So that's a good thing, because he lost a significant amount of weight. That doesn't mean he can move any better, because he's a big man. All right, with that arm, he's a, a baseball winner. You know? Good. New weapon. Right. Next, young receiving core. Yeah, and people,
0: yeah. So this be a all right, well, let's see what they're gonna do all right. Next up then, um, and and fantasy, no one for those, those people to put him in, your, in your, at your backups, you know, his parents the uh, twenty cell and he's probably, was probably the number two guy there for Atlanta. Um do you see do you see anybody in there? I mean, you are not know, say Garninsula or somebody else coming to take his place as a backup. I mean, because you know the other basically really get hurt a
1: lot. Well, yeah, he doesn't really get hurt a lot. I, mean, must play most of the game. I, I can't remember that Ryan had a So right, that's that's what I'm having Yeah, he's, he's a pretty durable. Real quick, remember fantasy. You normally came with 10 or 12, sometimes 14 teams. So your backup back the fantasy is actually starter. Okay. All you right. got your second starter. Uh, but as far as NFL teams are concerned, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who else they got down in the depth chart. But it's funny that you mentioned Garton Minshew. I've heard a couple other people say they need to either start Gardner Minshew or get out of there, set him free. And I got a feeling that the Jaguars phone is going to be know, I know Minshew does not have to be a backup. I know he thinks he can be a starter. But I don't know if he has much say as far as BJ's B.J. is concerned, so we'll have to see. I, I got a funny feeling, he you know. Uh, but I don't know what Atlanta's thing. Hey, Jim is, uh he's been hanging around for a while, his back. I think he had those little stick with Cincinnati. Um, funny, we are talking about Ohio State and having a famous for producing quarterback, either in Alabama. So, you know, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. they are gonna have to make some kind of fight. That's something.
0: When you talk, you talk a little bit about um, that was in, in the promo that we did for Saturday, though, mm-hmm. and, then, and then the question about their offensive line in Jacksonville. Yeah. So, you know, had, with that mind, that's my <laughs> whole that to that quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You might get some
1: play time. <laughs> you know what? The thought is when you have guys it that you know, and let's face it, they must not clear the Urban might just make a decision. Okay, so we're down the last uh he's game. We're three weeks away from winning day. And he made a so there was a bit of a competition there. And he pretended there was. But if you got a starter ready guy at that up, and you know your whole line isn't the greatest, and you got a rookie, be it the first round, first you know, overall pick, still
0: you, you might have questions with it. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we come up with okay. Ben, where the handle i I'm, I'm confused. Please tell me, tell me what's going on here. Did he go, he go to CVS for a test? Well, he did not go to the NFL. And if you're unvaccinated, the rules are very strict on testing. You can't go to either test at CVS. And show them that daily testing, and that's what suffice. They don't pay that in yeah. They don't pay that. But I'm saying this much real quick. Um, a lot of conversations would be about the vaccine and all that. No one, I'm surprised they not vaccinated. And see how the NFL is already pretty much made their chance relative to vaccinated players whether you can play or not, you know, because you got to be tested. That. I think where the NFL is made, missing a beat is that they're the testing I should include the vaccinated players. In other words, don't assume yeah. that you're vaccinated. You don't need to test it. Well, who you knows that not happening. happening. I don't know that No, that would be happening, because- it's not happening. It's not happening at the
1: level of the unvaccinated players. There are two different testing regimens in the protocols. Yeah, I don't think, I could be wrong. I don't think the, the testing of the vaccinated guys has gone down. I think the testing of the unvaccinated guys has gone up. They you know up to where was kind of in the early days of COVID.
0: Right. And I believe that the unvaccinated, vaccinated players test be to the days I got you, I got you, I got because you. you can be accidentally you yeah,
1: I got you. I what you saying. saying. That's, that's, that's
0: saying. Why I'm saying. And I still don't know how I feel about the NFL Is that are also their players. As far as the fans are concerned, it's come one, come all. On. You know, let's pay this thing with each <laughs> So, you know, and, and it's again, with the variant, and will change, but you just got so much dissension around that whole subject. So many people wanted their own thing. They're going to go on with this, is going conspiracy, is this, that, So let's go short. Sure, you know, of course, I'm concerned we aren't much further along, the number one thing is that the vaccine keeps the people from dying when they do get it. And right. that's what was most important as far as I was concerned. Right. So sure, I'm sure questioning the fan protocol and I'm questioning the player protocol as maybe not sure enough in this environment.
1: Considering you said a few times in previous videos that we've made about um, the NFL being a little in the mine, I agree with you. I, I've always looked at sports teams sports as being a microcosm of society when it comes to things other than the game itself. So, yeah, I would agree with you. Also, real quick on Cam. He yeah, He was not asymptomatic. As far as I remember, he was fairly sick. I'm not say bad. He was same really no, afterwards. And when he came back, he not himself. He had lingering problems. So, yeah, I'm surprised he's not vaccinated. Now, this gives um, the back up, mac and cheese. <laughs> this kid calls the inside track. This is you, is beautiful. You know, Belichick really want to start Mac cheese. Mac, he's going to Mac gonna, Jones for you Mac, mac Jones, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. He yeah. wants to start Mac Jones. But he's not a dummy. He must make sure mac Jones is fully up to speed playbook, can make all the throws, he's familiar with the throws, all receivers, all that stuff. Giving him some time in practice. I think he has snaps with number no one offense. And, you know, he's trying this PC. All the snaps with no one offense. Well, not, no, not offense now, that's, that's why not there. there. But, but previously, he was probably getting more snatched of than you would normally think In fact Newton was considered the number one quarterback. So he's been sliding in there. Now you not have to slide in no more. Candle talk. Okay. He took his own self out. He mm-hmm. knows it was a mistake or a misunderstanding of the protocols. He has now overnect just all the rest he needs. And the chance to prove himself in his last recent game, which I believe is against my giants. Mm-hmm. So got a little tough deal against on that one play. But it could be no test for the Jones. Mac Jones can actually steal his job. I mean that point, I have understanding one. I think that's
0: gonna happen. But this is what I was at number one. As a fan, McDonald's Jones came up all the time in the draft. Yes, and one reason I did not Mac Jones, I thought that he care who was ready to start right okay. out back. Okay, and I didn't see him dissing Garoppolo. Okay? okay, so I do see him as a good potential starter, no less than the starter for the Jets. You know, uh, who Matt has
1: huh? Who has surprised, surprised me. Zach Wilson is better than <laughs> I
0: thought. <you> <laughs> yeah, we could talk a little bit about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I think to me, he just had a preseason to be honest with you. Okay, um, and so the next thing I'm thinking is Cam came into the Patriots' situation last year. Of course, you had the code because It was a situation, in general, right, right? But early on, I haven't about difficultness. Past that play called it the like he ain't got I didn't feel the next jump. Just doing same football. feeling. You and, and, and you know, Saban, Nick Saban, Coach Alabama, and Bill Belichick are streaming close. Okay, all right. Side information. Okay. So Saban, control and Bro, don't have a problem with it Don't be a freak. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So. You know, I had to bring that up because I'm like, "Can't just the door with this guy. they are not careful. Cam, they're not paying anything Cam. You know, they uh, They far away from that, no problem. You yeah. know, and yeah. Cam, um, he's already had a bit of humble pie. You know, there's a few guys out there who are on, on contracts now that ate down by this for work. They'll get paid. Um, I don't know how he would react to uh, that. But I think that's, you know, he's, uh, I'm hoping it will be one of them about it, you know. But I, mean, I don't, don't think really it would happen. Cam actually had these preseason up to this point. Yeah, I'm not saying Cam did you know, and second year, that's that highly differentiated by leg and preseason. So we'll have to see how that goes and one of the things, coach, and maybe you can help me this. Listen to one of the uh, uh, analysts, and they were talking about how in a preseason game, the defenses are pretty much know that the team don't, show you. You don't, don't show want to, you want want to want you. show you. But if practice, they're from, he's saying they're from everything at these guys, you know, it's way more in practice than what they want to see than right. the actual preseason game. Mm-hmm. It means we're saying from Jones, they're firing what, they're see, what they want to see, but they want to fire him. If he's handling that stuff
1: in practice, they have a bigger impact than what we're testing me from the outside. True, true, you know? true. That's the, what I'm thinking about that. The true test, and I think that if by chance this open board creates a situation where they decide to go with I think Cam will probably take off because of all, we need to do about And second of all, in fact, he says, you know, I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna see what this does when the like bullets flying. They may be calling my name shortly, but we'll see, he's still gonna get his money, even though it's not a lot of money, he's gonna make money, will still be in the league, he'll still be Cam Newton, he'll still be on YouTube and smoke cigars, where wear those crazy hats, all that other stuff. I think he's got wine out of something. You know, Cam's doing his best effort, man, I can't. Dude's been in the Super Bowl, you know, what do you do?
0: speaking it's Cam. It's Cam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, else. Now, speak we this everybody's having this conversation about Rob Lowe and Trey Lance. Yeah. I'm going to give you from the man perspective here, okay? Okay. That might not be good for Jimmy, to bed. <laughs> no don't matter what they are. So this is the rankings for Nines. And this is, if you look at this overall ranking, Jimmy Rob is 76. So he's not getting a bunch of respect for EA Sports. Trey Lance is 74. And has laid it down here. Hasn't laid it down. <laughs> now look, Rob Speeding 72. Trey Lance, 87. <laughs> that's, that's why he's a number, right? You know So, I mean, you know, so much of everything Trey Lance has, which is Trey, he's high, he's you know, high, he's high. Probably, well, I mean, as I remember, Robbo's not even that much higher than him mm-hmm. in awareness. Bill, yeah. So, so I was going to say that's probably that's where that would fall off. He fell off 22 in the total overall, but not that much. He Dude, as, I'm serious to everybody. You know, Cabo,
1: Robbo, Robbo. I love the game. Like, let me even Trey this here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so, so I can ask me, you. you, you're not as fast as your team. You love me, I love the Giants, I know you do, I know you're a man. Do you think,
0: in the back of Mr. mind, he's gonna go with Garoppolo,
1: and keep grooming Trey, and try this year? Or do you think he'd prefer to hold his fingers across that Garoppolo's AC and Trey does not have to play this year?
0: Well, if he did, he and I would not be on the same way like. If, if Trey did not have that right, right. Okay. now, but I do think that trade should be the number two, okay? Oh, absolutely, which means that you might need to get him in there at some point. We have bleed, you know, if, if we don't you know, have the, the happen a whole bunch of you know? time, you know? And then, you know, the other thing is, you know, bro, can't help, you know, at some point, you'll twist ankles. So, you probably going like to bring a trade, you be ready for that. He has to be prepared
1: in case they have used it. Your quarterback hasn't issues, as it, does you have to have him ready to go? But I want to know, if you think he's hoping. Like as good as Trey I, I something. Because I get the feeling that it is the first chance we get. <laughs> we feel comfortable. You really? like Yes, and I get that. Because blur that we saw about these packages, that's a clue, man. That's a short clue that They think our engine to get him on the feet. I went back to the Niners playbook. Remember I said it with the
0: Ravens playbook. Right. So when I looked at the players this year, some of the plays that I worked, were, were, you know, big part of offense were longer there. So oh, okay. it was like, okay, okay. yeah, you know, the game's good, you're throwing up enough, so you really have to go back to the learning process. Right, right, right. You know I mean? right. So, that's a good thing. You saw, we were doing our promo. I had a phone call from my son, and he's calling me, I beat yeah. him on that first game. Yeah. you know what? and beat like three, four, five people. <laughs> and he's like, that's people, and now took. okay? But let me be sure, it's always going to be about who can most efficiently run the offense. Because, again, we talked about receivers. Good, not great, you know what I mean? But that offense doesn't need great, great receivers necessarily. least that, you know, I'm a, I'm, a I'm a deep. you know what I mean? So, you know, I want at least one speed the way I had my offense. I was always going to take full advantage of that. <clears throat> I love IU, I love like people, for example, you know. And, of course, you know, we have Kittle, you know. So, who you know, Debo kill, IU, and Mostert, you know. Um, you got four receivers as far as they're concerned. Mostert the can do it all, you know.
1: Yeah. Kill could be that tight end extra. With but the reason I didn't bring it up is because your wide receiver route their there you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have to say, this group is hot because they kill. You know what I mean? They're all, as a group, they can pretty much do it all. They fit the team. You know, they got close the I use probably the best all-round receiver that they had. Debo is the guy, get the ball in them space you can, like, work. You know, Richie James and Trevenman uh, are going to take top off guys, but they right. So I have to match the But now we're just talking about the team. But gosh, that's a huge addition. Kill up the scene is night. DB is going, no, here it comes. You know, like, shit, so I can't get run this out. Yeah, it's a nice group, man. When Jimmy doubt, is one of the
0: things they to say to you when it came to trying to entertain how good the receivers are. When mm-hmm. you're around it, he's like, like, there. And I'm not even mentioning, you know, my, my boy, <laughs> oh, you know, he's a nice. yeah, the The offense to a
1: lot yeah. than the Raven offense was designed for fullbackers. So, this is the nice. reason you 49ers. let me say, I hope, like, he's supposed to come back as a good year because I always liked him for the first time. I saw him. Okay, but whether he does or he doesn't. The Bush Fantasy alert is late in fantasy back. Okay, I need another run back. All the starters are gone, get Trey Sermon. It
0: he's gonna nice. like Trey Sermon. I like Trey Trey Sermon. Uh, he if, can we get game? He's not getting a lot of love on the game. I'm gonna pick a quote because I know I've actually replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, set some things up. Let me see if I can pull it up. There he is. All right, Trey, let's see what you got. He is ranked 74, 86 speed, which is pretty good. He takes at 93, 78 strength, very strong. I might to give him a little bit more than I was yeah, thinking. yeah. I might need to give him a little more than I was thinking about. So overall, yeah. only a 74, probably. Uh, awareness at 67, oh, good, 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 good. they, they gonna at 68. So right. I don't know,
1: that's not a good thing. We should right. say that nobody can't we'll it when they get to see him. Like, right, right, right hey, I story. don't think they used it much catching the ball college. So it'd be hard more than to earned there. Of course, rookie awareness will get a little bit because it's first year. Rookie. I think you won't be pleasantly surprised. We, we have a, division.
0: You don't have to correct. Well, the more weapons you got the have
1: division like that. Oh, no, going to be good. But their weaponry is, I don't know if that's you mentioned things we sign off.
0: You mentioned power pits in previous shows. Yes. You just want to get as much cow pits as you can. Really <laughs> I'm I playing against Falcons. Cow pits, man. Me. <laughs> so yeah, he
1: got a little he's got all those tribes on the game also. He's pretty much yeah. dead. Maybe not fast, you know, just straight speed. But size. Catch me. You know? Yeah, yeah,
0: You know, so that's gonna be interesting. And him that and yeah, I expect to see a lot of hookups you know between those two. It's gonna be interesting. That's NFC for 4 yeah, no deal. And the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> so, back again. All right, buddy. That was fun. We did the live receiver room tap. We lost some great football. And has works. Don't